That is a great quiz if you want to go check it out. 156 questions. And, you know, a lot of times people just go, well, what is a spiritual path anyway? And really, you know, a spiritual path, we dance around that core question all the time. But a spiritual path is when we work on ourselves and when we do that, our soul changes. One of the greatest mistruths that's floating around in the world today, one of the greatest, one of the worst, is this belief that our souls are perfect. Oh, that is such a dis- our, our higher self, when we die and go to heaven, it's just like, you know, angels are strumming and we're eating grapes or, you know, it's... <laughs> grapes. You know? Well, grapes is better than 72 Vestal Virgins, I guess. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. You know, that's such a disservice because we fail when we think that our soul is perfect we fail to realize how utterly important our attempts at changing ourselves are utterly you know that is the whole point of being right. here and this is why we're saying our highest human spiritual potential because that's exactly what we do when we focus on our highest human spiritual potential is we focus on what our soul wants us to do so that we are changing for our soul. So on this earth plane, of course, it's grungier, it's more limited, it's more confusing and more confronting. It's like, um, it's like we're thicker. So we're stuck thicker in the mire. I do feel thicker. But it, it's not to say that on, on the higher level, and there's many planes on up to the Godhead, but it's not to say like your higher self, there isn't challenges, there isn't confusion and that kind of thing. There's simply, I believe, less in your face, and, and perhaps you can get away from it easier than here here the the prime purpose is to have it in your face and deal with it and when you do deal with it it gets cleared up you know we were talking about um, very caring beliefs that this lady has who wrote the book and i want to call it reverent emotional hysteria because with all your heart you can believe something so strong you can shape your dreams you can shape your visions about it and you know, this was about the, what she calls the tragedy of abortion. Like, you know, these babies are victims and that's almost like an eternal problem. But we want to say everything has a reason and, and babies choose, their soul chooses to not come through. If it's not going to come through, it's already a ch- choice that's already been made. I've seen suicide people, I've seen babies that many attempts have happened to destroy them or whatever, you know, the, either the child in abortion or the suicide. Some, some babies and some people are simply meant to live and go through this lifetime. So, you know, they're not victim, they're simply, there's a mandate from their higher levels of their soul to say, you know, we must do this. This is lined up just right, and so we're going to do this lifetime, and in this particular case, perhaps it's an abortion. Uh, we're going to do this to experience that for whatever reason. Perhaps in another lifetime, you were extremely cruel to babies, or you were extremely cruel to others, and so this would get you in a vulnerable time for you to see how that is. We would like you to join us. 
Call us at 1-800-336-2225. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charme Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. The phone number again is 1-800-336-2225. You know, you said, Keith, that your beliefs can uh, shape your dreams and shape your vision. You know, our, our beliefs are so powerful that you know, you you get this belief and and you will have everything shape around it even when you die it will shape around those beliefs until slowly but surely the guides will keep chipping away at it until they can get you to start to realize that that was a belief and it isn't the truth in the universe so i i think it's like beliefs and attachments are the two things that sort of on on certain levels run you around whatever you're attached to you know i was watching this person one time and this person is a victim consciousness a victim oriented person and so you know all through his life you'd see him and other people they'd be right in the same same running for let's say get elected for this or or get this gift or get a benefit and this one person he had such a strong even when he was little a strong belief that everyone else always gets it, that even if he was quite highly favored, somehow he found a way not to get it because uh, he fed off of, uh, it never goes my way, always somebody else gets it and it's not fair. And that's what he fed off of. He, he got his satisfaction there, so he never got a satisfaction on getting things his way when his turn was due. You know, another view of this uh, in this book, um, Songs of the Morning Stars by Sarah Hines, in here uh, this lady is stating that uh, the children that are what they call cast-off ones, which are uh, aborted babies, you see what they're holding is that these babies are victims. And they're saying that Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, is standing behind a belief that these children are victims. I can tell you, Jesus Christ does not stand behind victim at all. He wasn't a victim when he was on the cross. He chose that. He knew it. And he doesn't support victims anywhere. Here's why. You know, the the universe is an incredibly organized place. It is not chaotic. It's very, very organized. You know, there's this cliche of everything is perfect, and I don't think people often realize how accurate that really is there just aren't any accidents that means that sometimes children will uh say you know uh as a soul the child will say or the soul will say i'm going to be uh go into this mother uh in as a fetus but you know what will be known is the odds that that mother will choose to abort that baby. They'll know that before the child ever comes in. That will be part of the deal. I had a, a friend one time who was known not to use birth control and instead she used abortion for birth control, which is really a very, very irresponsible thing to do. But anyway, that was her pattern. And she aborted, I don't remember, two or three babies until finally she was pregnant again. Only this time the soul screamed, do not abort me. And she didn't. She listened. 
And, you know, this is a perfect example. You know, she was a prime candidate for a child to go, you know what, I only want to be in the body in any kind of physical form for about three months or two months and have that experience briefly and leave. And here's a woman who's most likely going to abort. In fact, odds are about 90, 95% in her favor that she will do that. And so they come in and then they're aborted. You know, this isn't, this is not about that we support abortion. You know, I want to make that very clear because we actually barely support abortion. In certain circumstances only is, is what, you yes. know, abortion is simply an irresponsible thing going on. Uh, completely. Indulgent and irresponsible. Yeah, and these partial birth abortions are appalling. Absolutely appalling. I don't know what these people are thinking to do that. But the point still is, is, you know, even though it's a completely irresponsible thing to do, there still are no victims here. In partial birth abortion, is that in late term you're still aborting? Yes, I don't know what these people are oh, thinking. Oh, I can't believe that. And then, and then you got these, uh, people who are pro-abortion that says we have a right to do this and I, I can't even imagine what they're thinking. No. You got a very alive individual in the womb yeah, there at that age. Yeah, and they think that the baby doesn't know. I don't know what they're thinking. You know, on one hand, uh, a lot of the people having abortions, it's probably pretty good that those children aren't coming in. You wonder. They're unprepared, they're, they're immoral, immoral, they're uh, irresponsible. irresponsible. That's right. So, you know, on one hand, you don't want those in. On the other hand, you know, sex and love and, and procreating is meant to bring in some beautiful souls and upgrade life. And you put your best into those children to make the next generation better than this one. You know, we're talking about uh, soul contact with us humans. Uh, you're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmé Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. We would love to hear from you, 1-800-336-2225. Also, chime in and catch us Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern on CRN. I believe more what Jesus' response would be instead of, oh, poor baby God, how those could, how could those people do that to you? You know, instead of all this victim and poor baby, I think Jesus would go, did you shift? Did you make a good adjustment and upgrade? Did you get it? I think that's what's actually going on because everything has a purpose. Uh, a, abortion, even though the parents are way off balance and selfish or, or irresponsible or just whatever, there's a reason every soul gets into everything. In other words, we are uh, we are self-creating. We create our environment. We it's like uh, what's going on inside our soul on conscious and subconscious levels, past lives, inner inner thinking, inner subconscious, conscious, and all that. What's going on truly with us creates, by a, by a magnetic thing, creates the world around us and the personalities and the situations. Cool. You know, we started out this conversation before we derailed right, left, and center, talking <laughs> about our highest human spiritual potential. I wanted to read another story, one of the stories that I really like out of this book called Songs of the Morning Stars by Sarah Hines, H-I-N-Z-E. It's a very cool story. 
This is uh this is a story that began uh in that happened in 1988 during surgery. Uh the Lynn 37 years old died. Uh his spirit rose from his body and returned to um his ethereal home. When he asked about his chronic illness to his astonishment, he was shown that he had actually chosen the very trial that plagued him most on earth. D. Lynn was born with cystic fibrosis. <clears throat> there are many, 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 many people who say things like, why isn't God more loving? Why does he have people born with these problems? I mean, what is it? And, and, and they think that there are no answers. You know, these are just things that, you know, you just can't find answers to. But it isn't true. There are answers. There is meaning behind these things. And cystic fibrosis is one of many, and they all have different meanings. You know, in this case, I get the sense that uh, this person had a soul issue that they weren't letting go with, and so it always irritated them. And the irritation, the constant chronic irritation, turned into cystic fibrosis. So it was a soul lesson, lesson he chose. So I'm going to read you this account. It's not real long, and it's very interesting. There was a room that I was viewing from above and to the side, but at the same time I was sitting in it. In a sense, I was both an observer and a participant. About 30 people were present, both men and women, and we were all dressed in a white jumpsuit type of garment. You know, I wanted to make a quick comment on that. We all down here are awfully busy buying designer this and designer that and fancy this and fancy that. In the On the ethereal plane, they don't do that. They pretty much, you know, a soul will choose one outfit that really reflects their core essence, and that's all they wear for. It's almost them. Yeah. It's, you like, know, it's, it's your essence. Yeah, it's your essence, and that's it. That's all you wear. So, you know, this is sort of a bit of a vanity thing we do down here that isn't happening out there okay an instructor was in the front of the room and he was teaching about accountability and responsibility and about pain he was instructing us about things that we had to know in order to come to earth and get our bodies then he said and i'll never forget this you can learn lessons one of two ways you can move through life slowly and have certain experiences or there are ways that you can learn the lessons very quickly and through pain and disease. To this, I would like to add that actually there are a number of ways that you can learn lessons, not just these two, but this is the, these are the examples this particular person remembered. Yeah. I would say just put in there, wisdom is a quicker way to learn. Apply wisdom. He wrote on the board the word cystic fibrosis, and he turned and asked for volunteers. I was a volunteer. I saw me raise my hand and offer to take the challenge. Now, in here, they're just saying it's it's a loose. See, this person didn't have enough understanding that when he went in this dream or this near-death experience, he didn't have enough understanding to bring back actually his particular soul reason to have this, which is what Keith mentioned a few minutes ago. So it's a more broad experience that he's able to bring back. But literally souls, you know, they don't just choose cystic fibrosis because it's, you know, a good way to uh, take pain and learn things. You take it because your soul 
needs that lesson to learn particular things. Like, let's say you're the soul of the higher self, same thing, and you have an incarnation down here, and you're going, boy, why is it always gimped up in the lower bowels, and why is that hip always messed up? And it irritates the higher self, which eventually works over to, oh, i got a problem here. I, I am irritated about this issue that happened for three lifetimes, and I haven't let it go. I need to let it go. The instructor looked at me and agreed to accept me. That was the end of the scene, and it changed forever my perspective of the disease that I had previously felt was a plague in my life. No longer did I consider myself a victim. Rather, I was a a privileged participant by choice in an eternal plan. And that we will continue when we come back. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. I tell you, just like cystic fibrosis is an example of why, you know, of the lessons he needed, every experience you are having is there designed to teach you a particular lesson. If you want to give us a call, we're at 1-800-336-2225. We'll be right back. 